Hey everybody, my name is John Wood. I am the newly published author of A Fight to Survive, Disability Devotionals, and the soon-to-be-published author of the Wondering Wheels children's book series focused on disability. Welcome back to the Author on Wheels podcast. Today, we don't have an interview, but I did do an interview on my buddy Daryl Perry's podcast, and I would like you to listen to the footage from that interview. So, thanks for listening and enjoy. To first off say, um, for those who do not know, my name is John, and I am literally a medical miracle. I was born two weeks early on the 14th of May, uh, 1994. I don't know why I said 2094. Uh, I was born May 14th, 1994 in a little town in Florida called Pensacola. Many of y'all have probably known. Um, I was born with spina bifida, and I was born with type 3 spina bifida, which is, uh, the type is called myelomeningocele, meaning in the Latin split spine. I was born with hydrocephalus, water on the brain, and several other anomalies. And I basically from moment one fought to survive. And that's exactly what I talk about in my first book titled A Fight to Survive that is out right now. And from moment one, I would say that Literally, I only had two hours to live. They they said I was only going to be alive two hours, and then I would die. Well, doctors are wrong. As I even quote it, doctors are liars. I'm here writing this, or as I said, I'm I'm alive enough to write this uh, the idea for this damn book. But well, and and the and the thing is, so y- you have a very important start here, which is literally. You could have you could have died in some in some arguments that they would have made, even though yep. you know doctors are definitely wrong. They probably said you you should have died. And I think when you have a story like that, like when that's where you start, I mean, <clears throat> everything else is kind of like a bonus. And from there, it's in a sense where you look at it and you're like, well, you know what? Like, I'm going to make the best out of everything I can in this situation. And that's that's exactly you know kind of what you're what you're doing anyway. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. So we, we went through birth. Let's let's talk a little bit about like childhood and just kind of, you know, your your makeup and, and why you process things the way you do. From I would say the age of three until literally the second I have continued fighting. And although I've been through so much, Daryl, I've been through what normal people would call hell on earth. And I would literally say it has been hell on earth at some points. I was put into a wheelchair at age three. Before then, I was in and out of hospitals and I had body casts and, you know, back surgeries and brain surgeries and all this crazy stuff. But from the moment I got um, mobile, basically, from the minute I found wheels, so to speak, I basically had this idea put into my head, even at a very young age, that one day I'm going to tell a story about my life. I'm going to write something about my life. I'm going to find some way to tell some story about my life and the hell that I've gone through and the pain that I've endured and the struggles that I've faced and how it has made me a better person and who I am today. So I went through that mantra for years and years and years, and I was trying to find ways of how can I tell my story? How can I you know, make my life seem like it's not all peaches and cream and roses and all this stuff. And so when I was about 22 years old, I started 
the idea, the rough draft for my first book called A Fight to Survive. And I started it one night because due to my disability and probably due to, you know, everything else, I have insomnia. I very bad insomnia. So I just got on the computer and I just opened up uh, Google Docs and just started typing what I thought was, you know, gibberish to me. But it turned out to be parts, bits, pieces, tidbits, whatever you want to call it, of my life story. And so over the next probably six or seven months, I went in and just, you know, kept going at it and going at it. And I stopped at one point at 10 chapters because I thought, ah, my story's over. You know, people don't want to hear Jack. And at one point, I actually lost the manuscript. So I had to retype it. Okay. So after retyping it, I added about 12 and a half, maybe almost 13 more chapters. And then as I was looking back, I was like, I even said to myself, clearly, you know, damn, I went through this. I went through that. I lived through that. And even my mom, God rest her soul, was looking at this with me. And she said, John Miles, if you do not publish this book before I die, so help me God, I will haunt you in your, I will haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so the the when you first did the we're first writing the book in about seven months you did about ten or twelve chapters you lost that yes I mean basically just in the first few minutes of us talking I mean you you seem like once you catch something like you want to do something mm-hmm. not only is it happening but you you take to it quickly and you build momentum quickly so yes. this entire the, the entire first book once you got back into rewriting the first part of it and then you added chapters onto it. What was how long was that process? Two and a half years. I started okay. in I started in December of twenty eighteen and from the minute that I started to the minute that I finished, I I went back and I looked at it and it was like two years and like three, four months, something like that. But then okay. I took another few months finding a publisher and I went through I even talk about a publishing experience in my in one of the chapters that went completely haywire. And so when I finally found a publisher, it was end of 2020 or no end of uh, 2019, mid, uh, mid January, 2020 is when I found the publisher. And I I remember because I was telling my mom because my mom was uh, fighting cancer at this time. And she was, you know, in the midst of passing away. I even said to mom, I was like, mom, I'm going to have this book published before you go home, before you leave us. Right. She passed away on January 13th, 2020. I got published with this first book on March 9th of that year. Okay. So not even two months after she passed away, I was a published author. And although it hurt to not know or to know that I wasn't going to be published by the time she passed. I knew that right then I was, I would, you know, I'd made her happy, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause it seems like, especially at that point, I mean, she knew this was getting published. Yes. And as, as she watched you work through it and, and watched you. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that part, I, I mean, yeah, there, there's no doubt that she, she knew where this was headed mm-hmm. and, and knew that it was getting, that it was getting published. Now, so you have the book, yes. but you, you also, you do a lot of content. 
you you do basically you just like, <clears throat> like you're one of them that is pretty much doing a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about how you've you've also used YouTube, how you use social media. I see your messages a lot on Facebook. How does all that tie into what you what you do with the book? Basically, my mantra with Author on Wheels, which is the um, the business basically that I started, is along the lines of helping every or help, helping people tell their story. Because as I always say, everybody has a story to tell, and it's up to them to find that way to tell their story. You know, people tell their story through art and music and podcasting and YouTube and, you know, all this other stuff. And my mission is to find, you know, is to help people find that pick-me-up, basically, to telling their story. You know, it's not just about authors and writing your book and, you know, let me help you do this. It's about finding, like I said, that way of telling your story. Well, and, and this is something that I'm I'm really passionate about because I feel like, one, everybody has a story, yep. and if you're comfortable enough to share it, you have so – like there's so many ways to do it now, and you're basically trying to figure out what's the easiest way for you to communicate. I mean, shoot, we're, when you break it down, people are either going to watch it, listen to it, or read it. Exactly. And I mean, you have, you have so many different avenues. And to your point, I mean, you – I love that you went – the published book route, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go that way either. I mean, right. you, can, you can tell your story on Facebook, you can do the podcast and um, I mean, you, you can do all of this stuff. So I, I think it's good that you're basically encouraging people to be storytellers. And when you do that, the amplification overall, because it's like if one person that you work with decides that they're going to tell their story and then somebody that, that, you know, is inspired by their story, like just the amplification. I mean, you're, you're, you're just, you're helping people do things that are going to help other people. So you in turn are just helping so many people. I I, I love that. I, I, that's fantastic. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you, cause I I mean, you're, you're still, I I mean, you're, you're very focused on what you're doing. You have a lot of platforms. You've got a lot of things that, that you have going on right now. Where do you see this going for the rest of your life? Like lifelong mission on this stuff. Lifelong mission. I, you know, I, I even kind of, I was talking about this with my sister on a phone call we had a couple days ago. And she, she's seen everything that Author and Wheels has been doing. And I've had friends that have messaged me and said, hey, I have visions about you doing this, this, and this. You have this big house, this big van you're driving. You know, you're publishing Author on Wheels up you know, on everything. You got all these giant billboards. I basically see myself in a, to boil it all down, I see myself not letting it go to my head, but living a modest, you know, life of an author on wheels. You know, I don't, I don't do it necessarily for the fame or the money or the books or, you know, the fancy houses or any of that crazy stuff. I do it because I like to help people tell their story. And I believe exactly that God put me on this earth to do this. Yeah. And, and the intent is, is so much because there's a lot of folks from the outside that we'll see, we'll, we'll put this under the, the umbrella of, of content creation, either traditional or digital. Right. Whereas, you know, people think that they're, that it's going to be about fame and fortune and that one, the amount of, of folks that actually get to that level, uh, even though there are a lot of them by numbers, by the percentages it's relatively low, 
but I, I think intent matters so much. And with you really just wanting to help people, I mean, it's, it's fabulous to, if you're, you know, if you're able to support yourself off of mm-hmm. this, but again, the reason that you're wanting to do it is to help people. And, and I think just with so much noise out around this kind of stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, you're what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it really shines through. So that's, that's, that's excellent. And I mean, I, I think that's the right perspective to have. And it sounds like, I mean, as you said, you've been put here to do this and you're yes. going to stay humble and you're just going to do it. So yes. that's wonderful. And well, Go ahead. Well, the question I had was um, with, with the podcast in particular, Yes. When um, when did you get the idea to do that, and how has that process been from from a creative standpoint? How has that been for you? How did I you you cut out? I'm sorry. Sure, sure. So you you have your podcast. How did you? How long did it take you to decide? Okay, I'm going to do a podcast as well. And then secondly, what is that? How is that creative process of getting your content ready for a podcast? different than your writing. Uh, the book's going to be completely different anyway, but like just compared to your other content, how do you prepare for, for a podcast? Well, when I have a podcast that I, that I, um, when, when I do an author on wheels podcast, what I do is I have the pre-interview with the client, with the, uh, with the guest, And I basically go in and I ask them, you know, how their story is, you know, how, how their story is affecting others, how it affects them where they can, where others can read or, you know, find this story, read more about the author itself. And I go along that Avenue. And then when I go into the podcast, the one thing that I tell the viewers as, or the listeners, as well as my guests on live is I tell them that they are allowed to be as open and honest as possible about their journey, their publishing and, you know, how their story has affected them as well as other people. And I go along the lines of, just like I said earlier, everyone has a story to tell. And I want those those folks that are on to be able to tell, tell their story however they need to. So. Perfect. Perfect. So basically with your podcast, if somebody's coming on, it's, it is a platform for them to kind of use as a springboard to start telling their story. Yes. It's a, it's a first place for them to share. Okay. Very good. Very good. So is there any type of, is there a type of Avenue that you're not using yet that you're kind of, that you're thinking about that you're kind of interested in jumping into? Because there's, there's a lot of new, uh, you you hear a lot of things now about like, I know clubhouse is new. I know as far as social media, a lot of folks are jumping on TikTok. Is there a place where you're looking to either start to put out more of more of your message or maybe something place where you already are, but you're trying to think about, okay, how can I do this differently? Right. Or how can I ramp things up? You know, that's a funny question, Daryl. I was on TikTok for about a week and then I said, screw it. This yeah. is, this is bull. You know, this is just bull. Yeah. I only posted one thing on there and I deleted it the next day. And so not really looking to go on TikTok. I, toyed around with the aspect of a radio station, a radio show maybe, kind of like Talia Flores is doing. Yeah. And I honestly don't have the right equipment for that. I'm literally talking to you via iPhone right now, which I love my iPhone 11. I wish I had an an Apple computer that I could just, you know, type on and, you know, do 
stuff from there. I wish I had a better setup for a studio to do a podcast, like professionally and all that, or even a radio show. But as far as avenues, we're, you know, I'm happy with us being on Facebook, on YouTube, and having our own website now that we just rebranded our website. And that, that, that's, you know, as long as we get our message out there, it doesn't matter what platform we're on. As long as we're spreading a message of, hey, we're here to let you tell your story however you want. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, going back to, to audio and having the radio show, I, I think now, I mean, even though there's always going to be a need for different platforms, it's kind of like podcasting is is something that is becoming more and more mainstream. Right. Even if people aren't familiar with it, they have iTunes, they have Spotify. Yes. And what's interesting, what's interesting with Anchor is I think you're starting to see a bit of a shift. And, and, I, and I actually think that this type of format for podcasting really lends itself to somebody that's coming out to try to, to share their story for the first time, because I mean, they literally can pull their phone out while they're driving to work or while they're at home, you know, just doing their day-to-day stuff and they can start telling their story yep. and it can almost be like an audio blog. And I just, you know, I, the, cause I had the same thought too, when I started doing this is what, you know, I want to have more of a setup. I would like to have you know, for us in, in our house, like we've got an unfinished, but we, we have a basement that we're trying to figure out how we're going to finish. And of course the, the urge is always to get it like, let's build a full studio. Yep. But then it's like, what exactly? Yes. The sound quality would be, would it would be better mm-hmm. but i also because i remember when podcasting was like you know 10 or 12 years ago when you would listen to podcast and the audio quality was what it was at least uh, which was like you were in a wind tunnel somewhere but like at least if you're having these these conversations on anchor i mean the quality is still very very yep. good and the reason that i bring this up when we're talking about more production in a podcast is i've talked to a lot of people that are like hey i want to like I, I have a story to, to share I want to do a podcast, but I don't have the equipment. And I think I've always been of the belief of just start. And then eventually as you go along, if you decide you want to get more production, which is kind of what you're talking about, you can absolutely do it. But I think there's a whole other segment of people out there that have a story to tell, but they're in their own head. Like I I need this, I need this, this setup, I need this laptop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think just starting is kind of the the biggest thing. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So now you, we've talked about what you're seeing as kind of the the lifelong goal on us. We've talked about the platforms that um, that you're on currently. Is is there something that has since you've started this? Have you gone into a direction that maybe you didn't see? I mean, everything you're saying here, you've been very laser focused on, and it's kind of come together. And when it's looked appropriate to kind of branch out, you branched out. Has there really been anything that's kind of surprised you since you started doing all of this? How far the message of Author on Wheels has been able to be reached? You know, we've able we've been able to with our team over on our website as well as on our Facebook page. We actually. Uh, brought on a gentleman uh, named Doug, who is very laser focused on, you know, computers and helping us. So we brought him in. I, I honestly, I just brought him in to see if he could, you know, revamp our website and give us a new URL. So he did that. Yeah. And then he said, hey, you know, let me do this, this and this for you. So far, we let him have control of our Facebook page for Author on Wheels. 
and he's allowed author on wheels's message to be sp- uh, spread off through not just the united states we are available uh we're getting our message spread in mexico i believe it's in oh goodness mexico australia and a couple of other countries that have been able to be affected by what Author on Wheels is doing. We've had people comment on our YouTube uh, channel, on our Facebook page. I've had private messages from people saying, hey, you know, I found your page, you know, through an ad. I'm, you know, happy to see what you're doing. You know, how can I get in touch? And all this stuff. And I'm honestly blown away because in probably a week of having an ad up on Facebook trying to get more website clicks... We have able to be, we have been able to reach over eleven thousand people just in a week through having one ad for website clicks. And to me, that blows me away because i I see the support that people are giving, and I look, and the numbers keep rising, and I never expected author on wheels to get off the ground. I never expected it. Yeah. So it just blows me away to know that people are being affected by the story that author on wheels gives. Yeah, and, and I one well, I think it's interesting because this, you know, when you say that you never expected it to take off in the way that it has, I think that also speaks to to kind of the intent, like almost like you're you're looking at this as mm-hmm. I have a story to share. If it was almost like you were thinking, if it helps a few people, great. But now it's just again kind of like another major bonus because you are getting the amplification, mm-hmm. you are running some ads behind it, which again it's almost like having a. a major billboard on the internet because you've got this laser targeted and it's, it's getting in front of folks worldwide. So, you know, but I, I think that's, it it almost sounds like you're putting this out, you're hoping that it helps people, but you have zero real expectations, which is good in a sense, because you're, you're basically minimizing like, you know, the, the, the frustration if something doesn't work out, but by the same token, when something works out the way that this has, then it's just, I, I mean, you're, you're blown away by, by the yeah. success of it. Now with your team, how many, uh, how did you, how long were you doing this before you assembled a team and how big is your team right now? I was doing this. I made a website on Wix all by myself and I put together what I thought was a good, you know, theme and whatnot. And I, you know, I make my own, um, uh, audio or not audio, my own, you know, photos, you know, I, I created the covers for all my books. So I was able to put the photos on the website and I was able to link some of our social media up onto Wix. And, you know, I started posting blogs on there, but I, I kind of decided I wanted, you know, to do more. And so I had a few friends, you know, spread throughout, you know, people that I know, that, you know, are, you know, computer savvy and, you know, social media freaks and, you know, crazy, you know, just crazy, awesome people that know what they're doing. So I brought in at first I brought in my buddy, Sarah, my friend, Sarah is um, okay. she's really good into computers. So I added her into my website and I said, hey, can you, you know, check out this, this and this, this and this. And my cat just knocked over something and scared the bejesus out of me anyway. But uh, she she went in and she was like, yeah, this can be fixed. That can be fixed. That can be fixed. Click, 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 click. And she did it. So I was like, hey, do you want to do this on a volunteer basis? And, you know, all my people are volunteers. You know, I can't 
I can't pay people, but all, all my friends sure. are, you know, volunteers. So my friend Sarah does our technology. She handles our website partially. And then I brought in my, uh, I brought in a couple of other people who have helped out and, you know, kind of are advertisers for us. My friends, Sean and Karen, who live in Minnesota, they, um, they advertise for us via Facebook and, um, other, you know, social media like that. And they're also two of my moderators for our Facebook live streams that we do. So they help out very well. But as far as, you know, like getting the message out there, that's all on me. You know, it's good to have the support, but also the main person that's helped get our website off the ground is my friend Doug Hansen, who actually owns his own um, Digital Creations Incorporated. That's the name. It's his own media company. He creates websites for you know businesses and so forth. So I had him take a crack at our website, and he's able to. He optimized our website. He got us a bunch of views. He boosted everything. He, you know, he he did everything off the top of his head that he knew how to do, and I thank him for it because he's allowed author on wheels to be boosted in so many different ways so if anyone out there on my team is listening to this thank you for everything that you've done i i think the other thing that's important to point out with this is that relationships are so important when you're trying to get these trying to get a message out um you know a lot of times when folks start and, and as i mean and as you said yes at the end of the day it is up to you to go out and yes. spread this However, the, you know, the people that you know and the skills that they have, you know, they're willing to do what they can do to make sure that, that everything is set up to where you can yes. go out there. And, you know, they're helping amplify this as well. And I think that's kind of it, – it's, it's a very important piece to actually just, you know, ask, I mean, ask the people you know that have these types of skills. And honestly, a lot of times, like if you tell – your friends and, and acquaintances, what it is you're working on and why, um, once they hear why you're doing this stuff, they may just volunteer to do it anyway. So yeah, you, you have basically a network of volunteers that help you with some yes. of the stuff on the technical side that do a little bit of your light promotion. No, I, I think this is huge because I think a lot of people just think that, uh, it has to be just, just them. And while yes, you're the mm-hmm. face of it, um, you know, there are some folks behind the scenes that are, that are, uh, that are helping you out as well. So, you know, as, as we're starting to wrap up here, John, what is, uh, I've got, again, I've got your site, I've got your Facebook page linked up in the show notes, as we mentioned in the intro guys. Um, but what's, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you if they want to possibly come on and share their story on your podcast? If you'd like to, if you definitely, if you'd like to get on the author on wheels podcast, if you have a story that you feel that is necessary to bring on to a public or bring to public. Um, please don't feel, uh, don't hesitate to contact me via Facebook. You can look at me up, uh, message the author on wheels, Facebook page, or you can contact through my website, www.authoronwheels.com. And I'm also personally available on Facebook. I'm also available on um, Instagram and Twitter. And you can also subscribe to the Author on Wheels YouTube channel, which is just Author on Wheels. And you can also send me a private email at fighttosurviveauthor at gmail.com. 
That's the main way to get in touch with me about the podcast. In the email, if you put um, author on wheels podcast in the subject, I will definitely read it and I will be able to get back to you much more efficiently. Perfect. Perfect. So, all right. Well, with that, guys, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. And, John, anytime that you want to come on and just give an update on what yes. it is that you're doing, uh, maybe even showcase some of the folks that, that you've had on, kind of give them some shout outs as well mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, you're always welcome to come back, but I appreciate you coming back with or coming on with me this evening. And I'll talk to you all soon. All right. Thank okay? you very much, Daryl. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. Bye.